I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're going to be cruel and we're going to do the um, sing at the same time to see if we get the same song thing for this week's song. Okay, ready? Was that a, was that a hint? I don't know, was it? I don't know. No, I don't have anything. And it's new. The shape of your body is blue. The feeling I got and it's ooh, ooh oh, oh, oh. It's, it's a, a cruel, cruel summer with you. Do you ever get like super dramatic in the shower? Yeah. When like singing and shit? Absolutely. I get super dramatic when I'm driving in the car even. Oh, like, you, all should the see, time. you should see me in the car. <laughs> to the tune of you should see me in a crown by Billie Eilish. Obviously. Obviously. Oh, is it going to be another musical episode? It should it be? Um, welcome to What the Fuck is Happening, the podcast. Yes, hello. I'm Nick. I'm Maddie. That's all. There's two of us. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> well, we were waiting for, like, a third person to chime in. Yeah. There is my third person. And we were making, like, really intense eye contact as it was happening, too. So we were like... <laughs> I can't. I keep making the, um, the Debbie Ryan face. Do you know the Debbie which, Ryan meme face? Which one? There's so many. Where she's like... It's from the Disney Channel movie. She let me use the side of her. Oh, yeah. Like, that's so fucking funny. Have you seen that movie? Should we watch that? Was that like Radio Rebel or yeah. something? I yeah. Have, I saw that when it was on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember it at all, but I do know that I've seen it. Radio Rebel. Look, it's an old lemonade mouth. <gasps> oh, one I'll, of the greatest just Disney say movies that. of all time. <laughs> let's just put that out there. <laughs> um, Disney movies are one of the greatest movies of all time. Period. Yeah. <laughs> accurate. Accurate. It is very good. Should we watch Where that? Where is her money and not her granddad's money that she didn't uh, make? You haven't seen all of Melbourne, Real Housewives of Melbourne? No, of course I haven't. <sighs> so disappointing. Oh, there's a thing in the middle I can put my feet on. How cute. Anyway, um, <laughs> did we say welcome? Oh, we did, and then we stared at each other for several seconds in silence. That sounds Danisha. That sounds like us. Um, the elephant in the room this week mm-hmm. is I have two. Wow. One is that I'm behind on posting the videos because one of the videos, like, cut out early and I can't be... It's going to take me forever to edit. Anyway, <laughs> the real elephant in the room is that I you parked... You just cut that bit out at the end. I'll cut you out at the end. Wow. The real elephant in the room this week is that I was just outside parking my car mm-hmm. to record this very podcast mm-hmm. and I was sitting there on my phone, mm-hmm. like, making sure there's no news I missed for today's episode, right? Yeah. Up comes a man, this old white guy... Classic. Steps next to me in front of my driver's side door uh-huh. with his key out like a Wolverine claw. <laughs> and for a hot second, I genuinely thought I was being carnapped. What do you call it? Like mugged yeah. by this old white guy with Wolverine claw uh, car key nail. Mm-hmm. But no, he just he thought it was his car. Oh, then did you have to say, go away? I looked at him and then he goes, oh, sorry. <laughs> And I smiled. <laughs> and then he went to the next car. Wow. Yeah, so that's all. Well, the- in the room was I did almost die. So you should have Terrifying. a lot of sympathy and empathy for me right now. Obviously, I'm brimming with it. Um, the other, I feel like, elephant in the room 
Mm. We're moving our release day. Are we? <laughs> yes, we agreed. Did we? <laughs> yes, we said we're going to do it on Mondays. Oh, yeah, I don't care. I'm fine with whatever. <laughs> well, we've moved our release day from Wednesday to Monday. Well, or I Tuesday. don't know what day you would call it because technically we release midnight, midnight. between Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Wednesday. So now we're doing it 24 hours hours earlier than that. Okay. So Tuesday. So 12.01 Tuesday. <laughs> You're right? all welcome. Right? Yeah. 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 That is if she remembers to send it and I remember to edit. Well, I'm going to do it as soon as we're finished recording. I'm going to export it and send it. And so then it's all going to be on you, baby. Go off. Editing is not that hard. The hard part is like listening through multiple times to get like an episode title and like to like make notes of everything we talked about so that I can write a description. Oh, yeah. And then having to hyperlink all of the YouTube videos or references we talk about. I just really. I mean, it's it's a beast of my own creation. (laughs) I was going to say. I don't think you need to bother with any of I that. I said I want to be like the real podcast. I want to be a real pod. <laughs> um, and so I created work for myself. But have you seen the trailer for the new Pinocchio live action? Like I'm a real boy. I, I, I know what the segue there was, but it didn't, it really just felt like in a really very abrupt change of topic there. But no, I haven't seen it. And I, in fact, You're resent in that that's happened before Little Mermaid. Well, this is a Disney Plus movie. Oh. It's not going to Sydney Mars. Um, <laughs> That's embarrassing. Uh, although I will say there's probably a good chance we're going to get a Little Mermaid trailer whenever D23 is, the Disney conference. Oh, is that coming up soon? Is yeah, it... it's like in a week or two. And oh. it's when they announce like all of the big movies and show trailers for all the upcoming movies. And oh, well, that will make sense. Marvel then. and Star Wars and shit. Yeah. Um, and this Pinocchio movie premieres on that day. Or Disney Plus day. Which is like the week before, I think. Anyway, um, it literally just looks like the cartoon. Uh. Like the Pinocchio design is identical. They didn't change Pinocchio's I'm design. I'm, go- I'm Googling it. So it's literally it. just the same thing. Live. But the humans are humans in Pinocchio. Live. <laughs> Live action Pinocchio. Not Pinocchio. Not Pinocchio. Oh, oh right? no. Oh, that's not good. Like, it's fine. He's That's not a good enough photo. No, I... I look. Like, literally, the even the Geppetto design is... It's giving me... Identical. That's so funny. Right? It's giving me... I'm just going to steal your phone from now on. Um, That little thing. That little thing. The little squirrels. That just came out quite recently. And also, that other one, Looney Tunes. Bad. This that's, is your phone. You can take it back. That is an abomination. No, that's... That's the Hulk's arch nemesis. Yeah. Art abomination? No. Is the Hulk's arch nemesis? Is it? Anyway. Um, bad. That's real bad. <laughs> so oh, like- no, look at that one. That's even worse. <laughs> so I'm glad they've gone for a cartoony. I think that's, that's is that Guillermo del, Tor- Guillermo del Toro's version? I have no idea. Because that looks terrifying AF. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what the point in remaking, making a live action version of the animated Pinocchio when they're just reusing the same designs. Do you know how last week you were like, I just had the most abrupt desire to deep throat the microphone? Yeah. That exact thing. That it's an intrusive thought, yeah. right? <laughs> I, like, I literally opened my mouth and I was like, wait a second, what the fuck am I doing? I know. We should just <laughs> we should just embrace our intrusive thoughts for the rest of the pod. <laughs> okay. The hygienic ones. 
not the unhygienic ones. Okay. I'm down. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, definitely no Pinocchio. My lady, Holmes. What? <laughs> no Pinocchio. Down to Pinocchio. Pinocchio, no. You better don't. Have you, did you watch anything? My ear headphones have gone off again. Talk. Hello. Oh, no, I can hear you. I just can't. Maybe I can hear me. I don't know if I can know. Um, <laughs> did you watch anything from the VMAs? No. I oh. saw Taylor Swift had a really nice dress on and that she announced Midnight's, but that's all well, I've we're going to talk about that, obviously. Oh, okay. Um, no, I haven't seen anything else. I don't it? know who won what. I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know um, Jack Harlow has a song that samples Glamorous by Fergie. Okay. You know, G-L-A-M. Yeah. O-R-O-U-S. I'm fine. First class. No, I don't anyway, know any other words. Um, he basically he bought her out to actually sing it live at the VMAs, and it was very fun. And this is me um, requesting. Are you going to do a rendition? Yet another Fergie comeback. Her <laughs> seventeenth. Well, what was because her two thousand seven album, um, The Duchess, mm-hmm. perfection, mm-hmm. everything. Not a single bad song on it. No complaints. No <laughs> questions. No queries. No comments. Um, and then. I think three years ago, four years ago, she released Double Duchess, mm. which iconic name. Um, and it was pretty good. Was it? Milf Money's a fucking iconic <laughs> song. <laughs> Me it's, and the girls up in the club, hating assholes because I don't give a fuck. It's, it's definitely a song. I've been working all week. Where the hell's my drink? Hair and nails on fleek. She definitely, say it with me, cultural appropriates. No. <laughs> Yeah. But in the words of um, Huge's Mammoth Films on TikTok and Twitter, it's a person. Okay. And they are very funny. She appropriate that <laughs> up. Okay. <laughs> That's all I say on that well, one. Well, I think we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they sometimes artists, they, they do cultural appropriation and it's just a flop. They're in their flop era. Like, um... Avril Lavigne's Hello Kitty. No? No. Come, come, kitty, kitty. You're so pretty, pretty. No? No. It's a bad song. <laughs> um, and, like, you know, we talked about it before, um, Gwen Stefani's LAMB era where she had a, a continuous entourage of Japanese women. Yeah. Because the Harajuku girls. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to lie. Those songs popped off. Exactly. That- she appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> that specific thing, bad. All bad. It's true, but like, look, obviously, cultural appropriation is bad. We all know that. Yeah. But if it at least slaps. <laughs> I mean, I just really feel. Uh, there's like. I think we should move on. At least there's something going for it. <laughs> I think we should move on. It's only like 98% <laughs> negative, not 100. Does that make sense? It does. Because. <laughs> But, like, in a bad way. Specifically, Huge's Mammoth Films was talking about... I can't remember their name. Their real name. So I'm just using their Twitter handle. (laughs) Um, uh, They were specifically talking about um, the Pussycat Dolls, Jai Ho. Do not remember this? No. Uh, When the movie movie version of Slumdog Millionaire came out. Oh, God. um, For some reason, the studio requested that the Pussycat Dolls do a song for it. I think you might have spoken about this before, actually. I have no idea. But the song slaps. Yeah. It's like a certified bop, <laughs> but it's problematic on a thousand different levels. 
<laughs> um, and that's that on that. Have you ever seen Slumdog Millionaire? No. Me either. I typically don't watch depressing films based on real life things. Same. Is it, is it depressing? Uh, that's what I've always heard. Yeah. I thought it was. Like, I refuse to watch The Notebook. But that's more to do with the fact that Nicholas Sparks is a yeah. registered God. sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he may as well be. He's a, like, documented, hardcore, homophobic person and racist. He straight up wants gay people to die. I have. I and do. he refuses to write black characters into his book books. And um, when the studios cast black people in the movie versions, he gets mad. Some people just have too much power. You know, they have too many opinions and too much power. You can say men. Well, I mean, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling? <laughs> J.K. Rowling. It's only J.K. Rowling in Australia, I think. Where is it? What is it everywhere else? J.K. Rowling, isn't it? My whole life has changed, flashing before my very eyes. Did you see? Did you see any talk- of those TikToks? Because it was just the first of September. Did you see any of those TikToks? Of punch. People at going um, back to Hogwarts. Chris King, at King's Cross Station, and no. they did okay. Well, at King's Cross Station, apparently on the first of September, they do a they have a train a thing on this a slide on their screen, and they have an announcement saying you can get on the Hogwarts Express. Do you think J.K. Rowling's triggered whenever someone talks about trains? Maybe. Because anyway, it's like super close to trains. And I saw this TikTok of all trains gender. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this TikTok of all these like actual adult people in at King's Cross, and they all like cheered when the announcement came on. I was like, I think some people maybe need hobbies, you know. <laughs> I mean, you still read fan fiction. Uh, that's different than going to a real life place and mm. cheering. It is. I agree. <laughs> but that's because personally I would have gone differently and I would have been like um, trans, like a trans day of visibility kind of vibe. I would have put like a, a charity stall up or something at King's Cross Station on September 1st so that Harry Potter fans are forced <laughs> To confront. I mean, my tra- transgender people exist. <laughs> the transgender people exist. Did you say? Because it's like a play on words. We're at a train sure, station and we're sure. talking about trans people. Look. That's not offensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a choice, though. Some people just can't appreciate a pun. Oh, God. Um, okay, wow. Well, let's move on then. <laughs> did, well, no, we have more to talk about with JK. Absolute. Do we? Rowling the turf fucker. Oh, God. Turf. What has she done? Yeah, she would fuck turfs. Because um, <laughs> she is one, you know. Um, this Harry Potter, Harry Potter game. <laughs> there is a Harry Potter game coming out. Oh, which right. Which we've talked about before. Yes. Um, And they released what the collectors, it comes out in February, and usually games that are, Big titles, like mm-hmm. big big games coming out, have collector's editions. Mm-hmm. Um, and they released what this one is going to be, the collector's edition for this game, Hogwarts Legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's $500. Jesus! And it just comes with the game and a book with a floating magic wand on it. And people are mad. Because That's... they're like, it would have been so fucking easy to fill it up with trinkets yeah. That would make it worth the money, like a Hogwarts acceptance letter, yeah. like a keychain, like 
you know, bookmarks and yeah. all this stuff. And they just did none of it. And it's like they're going for the lowest, lowest possible yeah. thing, like effort, mm. minimum effort, but they're charging $500. For example, I'm getting the God of War Ragnarok Collector's Edition, mm-hmm. $400. Jesus. But it comes with an absolute fuck ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I'm happy to be spending that because I'm getting my money's worth. <laughs> There's value. <laughs> but this is literally one thing. Yeah. I don't know. You're, you've got nothing to say on this, but I just wanted to say that Warner Brothers, you continue to be an absolute cunt of a company. <laughs> yes, we can agree on that at least. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I've decided definitively I will be buying the game. <laughs> what? What game? Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> okay. But I will be donating the full same amount to a trans charity. That seems reasonable. I don't know if it is reasonable, but it feels like it will, in my mind, absolve me of sin. <laughs> you know? I mean, I feel like if you if you want to do it, like if you want the game, that's fair. And donating to a charity is a good way to like offset that. I feel like it makes sense personally. Me too. But you know, well, it's like, I think I've talked about it before where it's like, my headphones just came back on. Um, that the, they've gone again. Anyway, (laughs) we've talked about it before where it's like, it's really hard to separate. Yeah. Sorry. It's easy to separate Harry Potter from the author. Yeah. Yeah. Because we literally were raised yeah. on this franchise and this IP, so it's essentially like ingrained in our it's like a major pop culture moment in millennial and Gen Z lives. Mm. Um mm-hmm. which makes it easy for us to separate mm. the property from the author being a horrible human. Right. Um which is why I'm like, I don't think people should not buy the game. Yeah. But I also do think that they should offset it. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. I don't really have anything to add. Anyway. I just agree. The thing we have to talk about with J.K. Rowling. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that was it. No, this is even wilder. Her new book released this week under the, oh. you know, she pen names Robert Galbraith. Yeah. With the Cormor and Strike series or whatever. Yeah. Um, This one is a new one. I think it's like the sixth one in the series. That's True, they're not true crime. They're crime thriller novels. Wait, is this? And she had the one with the dude who was pretending to be trans or something in one of the books. That was what the original synopsis was for this book. That's just about to come out. This book has just come out, and they've actually done reviews and stuff now. And oh, did that the absolute tomfoolery that J.K. Rowling is willing. To put pen on paper. Right. Guess what this book's about. Oh, is it? I don't want to. Just tell me. Is it? <laughs> just tell me. It's about um, a, an online cartoonist. So a YouTube person who does animated shorts and animates the shorts and has a big fan base. Mm-hmm. This animator. Oh, no. This creator makes is a, turf. a short film that people deem as racist and transphobic. Okay. And she's cancelled online. Okay. Okay. I'm 100% telling you. It sounds yeah. like... No, I believe like you. It absolutely sounds absolutely like a um, parody, but it's true. Um, <laughs> it's called The Ink by Heart. 
racist much. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's like, um, yeah, so this 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 creator is cancelled online for being racist and transphobic, mm-hmm. yet she's still seen as the victim and the hero of the story. Of course. Because, or the martyr, I should say, because she is killed. Um, oh. So she basically goes, she gets doxxed by the fans. Right. Which, if you will recall, J.K. Rowling did get doxxed last year. Oh, did she? But not really, because her address was online. <laughs> like, you could literally Google J.K. Rowling address or where does J.K. Rowling live, and that is public information already. Right. But then some trans people posted that online to go protest outside of her house. Right. And suddenly she was crying wolf and being like, oh, my God, they doxxed me. This is so horrible. This is what trans people are like. They have no morals. Mm. And it's like, bitch, literally your address was online as public knowledge for fucking free. You're only doing this, acting yeah. the victim now to demonize trans people, yeah. which is so fucked up on so many levels. Anyway, this person in the book, this character in the book is doxxed, so she has to go to the police mm-hmm. and these detectives, um, and she's like, hey, can you protect me, slash, can you find who's who's orchestrating this? And they're like, yeah, sure, of course. And then basically this creator is um, killed and stabbed to death, like, in a graveyard or something. Um presumably by fans who turned on her for being transphobic and racist mm. and she was cancelled and all that. Um, and people are like, ma'am, <laughs> this not is to trigger you, yeah. but could you be more transparent? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's... And guess what? Oof. She has the absolute audacity to go and do interviews on radio shows oh, no. and say, ha-ha, you're not going to believe it, but the first draft of this book was done well before any of this stuff online happened to me. And it's like, ma'am, don't lie to us. Don't, we we know the freaking There's truth. There's no fucking chance. There's no way. No way. There's no chance. And you know what else is disappointing? Is that the radio show she went on to talk about and do an interview with? It was the Graham Norton radio show. Oh. And I'm like, babe. You're a gay man, an LGBTQ man, Aww. who's literally a host on RuPaul's Drag Race UK Aww. and Queen of the Universe. Uh. Literally a show where queer, non-binary and trans people mm. are being celebrated. And then you go and interview a trans, like, like I don't get, whatever. It's so many levels of iwi. But, um, That's unfortunate. So, yeah, I think it's Fucking funny that she wrote a book about her life so she could continue being a victim. My favourite part of it is that it's um, apparently not very good. Because <laughs> it's, it's more than a thousand pages long. Oh, my God. Yeah, which is like uh, um, longer than the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. It's longer than War and Peace by Tolstoy. It's like, ma'am. A thousand pages. More than. War and Peace is like 1,300. Oh my. The entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. What the fuck does she have to say? It's the not that much of, Lord of a bloody mystery. The entire Lord of the Rings trilogy is 1,152 pages or something. What the fuck? Literally. What the fuck? It's because she goes on so much about. Yeah. What the fuck? What? Who said to. Okay, I mean, putting aside. That was so funny. Every time you tapped on the table, my ear headphones went in and out. <laughs> <laughs> Who said? Who's? I mean, putting aside all of the absolute terribleness of right. what she's writing about, who the fuck said to her, yeah, girl, 
you write more than a thousand pages. That's that's a good book. Yeah, you biological woman. <laughs> I don't. I get totally it. agree. I think she's just one of those people who's only surrounded by yes men. That's um, and one review I read, I think like like, like the Guardian or something, mm. um, was like on the one page, it's a real slog to get yeah. through, and no book should ever be close to a thousand pages or more in this case. Um, and I acknowledge that, but on the other hand, what publisher is going to tell J.K. Rowling? Yeah, you need to cut your book down. I mean, you like, need to shorten your book. You know, I would, I would, oh, I, I would too. I absolutely would. Our personally. generation fucking would. We would be like, ma'am, what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, yeah, I think there's like, um, what the fuck? It's just fucking dumb. And I'm like, this is what happens when yes people surround you. We get the Fantastic Beasts movies. Yeah, all bad. And we get transphobic books that are longer than fucking War and Peace. Doesn't make any sense. No. Is that working? It doesn't. It does. Thank you. Is it fixed completely? It is. Oh, it's gone again. It's back. It's gone again. It, mm. <laughs> okay, it's back. Oh, you don't think okay, I can. it's gone again. <laughs> okay, it's back for now. Okay. Let's just, let's just leave it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, J.K. Rowling... Fool. Fool. Absolute fool and a tool and a flop. <laughs> Am I right, ladies? Who's even going to fucking read that? I swear to God, uh, even the people who are on her side are going to be like, ugh, yeah. a thousand pages? I'm out of you. Okay, speaking of books that shouldn't exist and movie adaptations, mm-hmm. did you see the Anne Hathaway news? Mm-mm. Okay. Anne Hathaway is about to star in a movie. Okay. Like produce and star in a movie. Okay. Based on a Harry Styles fan fiction. <laughs> Why are Harry Styles fan fictions apparently? Literally. I don't know. I, I'm just. Because Harry has to know, right? There's no way that. I mean, I guess he doesn't really. From what we can yeah, tell, Daddy spend cares. a lot of time online. But like, I mean, honestly, is- he should sue and be like, I want to fucking. Proceeds. If that was me, I'd be like, this is weird. Money, (laughs) money, money. (laughs) I'd be seeing dollar signs. That's so weird. Uh, Yeah, it's like um, the high executives in in Hollywood are like, we don't invest in original properties anymore. We don't invest in new concepts or new stories. Unless Unless. (laughs) (laughs) they're based on a Harry Styles film. Unless it was originally about Harry Styles. (laughs) And I think that's just something. <laughs> I don't have necessarily negative or positive thoughts about it. I just think it's wild. I, it is Olivia wild. <laughs> it is really wild. It's really wild. Um, I, so I have the description. Please share it with us. So it's the book is called The Idea of You. Okay. By Robin Lee. Uh-huh. Originally Harry Styles fan fiction and then changed names and shit to be published as a real I'm a real boy book. <laughs> I'm a real book. <laughs> I'm trying to tie it into Okay, The Idea of You by Robin Lee. It follows a 39-year-old gallery owner called Celine, who unexpectedly falls for 20-something boy band member Hayes Campbell when she takes her daughter to see his band August Moon. Kind yeah. of iconic that it's like <laughs> cougar vibes. <laughs> Cougar vibes, but Harry Styles. You know what? Wow. This story. Wow. No, wait. This story would be what the after series would be if Anna Todd had the balls to write about characters her own age. 
Because isn't Anna Todd like... I have no idea. 35 or something? I have no idea. And back in like the early days of her fan fiction career, she was like 30 writing these sex stories about like a 17-year-old. I have no idea. Anyway. Absolutely no idea. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. More like... Wow. More like Anne Hathaway. way. <laughs> I... Uh, after Ever Happy comes out this week, by the way. Did we watch the last one? Yeah, it was boring. They went to England. And it turns out that the boss is his dad the whole time. No, I've got no recollection. <laughs> That's pretty iconic if you ask me. It came out on, like, Prime Video. Mm, is this the one where they had sex in a gym? Whose gym? <laughs> there was a gym. Um, in a house. I don't remember. It's the one where her dad comes to stay and then, like, steals and leaves. Because he's a drug addict and Anna Todd only knows how to write stereotypes. I think I... No, I don't really remember. Um, but I think... I think... Because it did have sex scenes in it, didn't it? And the other ones didn't. A lot did more. It. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah. Huh. And they recast everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Which was so fucking funny. I honestly, ever since you spoke about it last week, about the the how they're doing another movie, the secret surprise. I have been secret able to stop celebrity about after it. sequel. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why would they do that? What's the choice behind that? What's it going to be about? Like, as so many, I have so they many. They don't thoughts. even make much money. I they can't. like. I literally think that um, it's only released in theaters internationally, and in America, it's like on Netflix. That's so funny. Not even as a Netflix original. No, they're on Amazon, aren't they? Here we got them, like, I think that was only last year, Amazon bought a bunch of um, popular, you know, quote-unquote popular mm. films um, to distribute internationally in conjunction with theatrical release. So the movie was released for like two weeks right. before it went on Prime Video Australia. I feel like I vaguely remember that. With like The Green Knight and Spencer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a few at the same time. Um, right. I don't think they're doing it this time. Do you know what I learned? Well, they haven't been doing it this year, so. What did you learn? This year? <laughs> I learned recently, like last week, that um, Amazon bought... That the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell? Exactly. Um, no, that Amazon have bought MGM. Yeah. I didn't fun. know that until, yeah, quite recently. And I was like, wow, that... Like, mm, well, what a choice. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a choice. I will say one thing about Prime Video distributing films is that they do give them pop- proper theatrical releases before going to Prime Video. Yes. Which I think is the ideal model for Netflix, mm. where they treat them to a proper theatrical release yeah. and then instead of a digital um, or DVD release, a home video release essentially, it goes straight to Netflix. Yeah. I think that would, you know, close their $3 billion debt or whatever they've got. It absolutely um, makes complete sense because there's just like imagine if like they did like what was that um, Red Notice like the biggest film yeah. of all time on Netflix or something yeah yeah imagine if that was in theaters I think it would have well it's the same with that extraction by Chris Hemsworth the year before I've not, I don't know that man <laughs> I don't know that movie oh it wasn't very good but it also at the when the time that it came out it was the highest performing movie that Netflix did had you ever. see like the highest one like the third highest movie, best not best, the third most watched film on Netflix is that Purple Hearts one. Oh, I no. It's basically it's um. I know what like a young adult. Um, yeah. Love story. Yeah, they like fake like getting married or something. I'm pretty sure he's like in the army and they fake getting married for someone's green card or something like that, and then they have but it's to like, like extremely 
xenophobic or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, like. Yuck. Like super transparently just gross. Um, I mean, maybe it's about the military. Fucking propaganda. Who says a love story like that? I know. Unless it's about two gays (laughs) secretly hooking up in like World War II. I don't want to see. I don't want to. I don't want it in my eyeballs. (laughs) Very fair. You know? Very, very fair. Or like porn. (laughs) Iconic. You know those porns? No. Did you, you don't s- know the pornsers where it's like in the army, military? That's so fucking funny. Do no. they really do that? That's like a real genre. I'm not surprised. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you off the poem. I want to know now. Too bad. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, moving on. You were going to say something. Yeah, but I've changed my mind. Lit. <laughs> so yeah, Anne Hathaway, absolute power move to produce a movie where you get to fuck a young guy. Have they cast the dude? No. <laughs> Are you going to put your name forward? <laughs> oh, well, now you've suggested <laughs> it. I mean, <laughs> iconic. Um, what were we just talking about? I can't even really Harry think Styles. of any like young guys that are really sexy. <laughs> except like in a for, Harry Styles way, yeah. Except for maybe like I could, my, I could see maybe Timothy Chalamet, but like that Timothy Chalamet, he's not going to do that. That's but I don't think so, and I think it'd be a really hard. He's just like he's just starred literally the premiere of his latest film, uh, Bones and All, by the guy who directed Call Me by Your Name mm-hmm. and Suspiria, um, the Suspiria remake, I should say. Um, the newest film just premiered at the Venice Film Festival and had mm-hmm. a ten-minute standing ovation. Wow. So, like, yeah. Timothy Shalamalam is not going to go from Dune and Dune Part 2 oh, and no. Bones and All to a Harry Styles fanfic movie. <laughs> but he could. However, he I also wouldn't range. have said Anne Hathaway would have gone from The Devil, Devil yeah. Wears Prada to this. Who else? Who, like, genuinely, all of the guys who I think of I who are, like, conventionally attractive say. are all, like, more than 40 years old. <laughs> No one's surprised, Maddie. <laughs> no, they're not, but I'm just saying. I don't know. I can't I was going to say maybe like a Ross Lynch kind of vibe. That's... You know, young, kind of twonky. <laughs> you know, like skinny. Yeah. But still like abs. Yeah, And like sure. could probably pull off tattoos. Yeah. The longish hair. Right. This is my point is who is that? Ross Lynch. Ross Lynch is that's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good suggestion. And they have to be able to sing, clearly. Yeah. Because Ross Lynch is the white boy of the month every third month. That's really not a bad suggestion. I don't think it's going to be him, but it's that's a really good idea. I reckon it could be. Do you think? I'd be. Ooh, why I'd not? Be, I'd be pretty happy if it was. Like I'd absolutely. I'm, like he's very busy touring and shit, but like yeah, it's for a movie. Maybe I'm in with Anne anyway, Hathaway. Um, with Maddie, that's disgusting. <laughs> that sounds so much like a fart. Um, did it. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like, I don't know. Did you see Ross Lynch's um, BuzzFeed Celebs Read Thir- Thirst Tweets? No. Oh. Was it iconic? It was fine. Well, you get to see in real time him realise that most of the people who find him attractive are gay men. Iconic. That's so funny. It was pretty funny. He was reading them out and then halfway through he goes, I I think most of these are boys. <laughs> and whoever the shady editor at BuzzFeed is, like, zoomed in on him and was like, 
Yeah. No, no shit. It's pretty iconic. Um, oh, God. That's of so course, that's when he got to the word bussy. Of course. Did you... Do you say bussy or bussy? I think it's meant I to be bussy. I say bussy. But we're Australian. Yeah, exactly. We've got to stick by our convictions. <laughs> Convict. Because we're just convicts. Well, wow. I'm not. I, I, I'm not descended of them. But Me either. Maybe on my mum's side. Aren't you like descended from the Germans? Though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> um, who have I got? I'm quite literally one quarter of four different things. I know British, English, Spanish, French, and Chinese. Mm. <laughs> every time you say it, and I, every time you talk about it, it just always gives me, you know, those like the vibes of the people who are like, I am one percent. African one two percent. Yeah, I'm allowed to say the the N word because I'm ten percent African American. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but my granddad's like full Chinese. Oh, well, there you go. Black. Yeah, I and mean, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know mm. what we were talking about. Me either. Mm. Something. Did we have we Celebrity moved on from? Tweets. Oh, did you see Dylan O'Brien do his? I did, and he gave them. They gave him the most tame ones. They did, but he was he was very. It was very funny watching his reaction because he was just like, "Yeah, bring it on." I think he. I feel like he'd be into doing ninety <laughs> percent of what was said. <laughs> That's really true. <laughs> it's same with like Aubrey Plaza. She did one. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I I think that she would be comfortable doing this. literally stepping on people's necks. <laughs> um. She is about In that a life. sex way. Wow. Yeah. Well, cool. <laughs> I've been obsessed with the um, Vanity Fair celebrity lie detector tests. Mm-hmm. I am. You remember I talked about the Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen, Olsen one yes. endlessly. Fucking obsessed. The Kiki Palmer <laughs> one's also very good. Is that the one where she was like, I do not know this man? Yeah. yeah. So about like Mitt Romney or something. <laughs> um, truly iconic. 11 out of 10. I thought we wouldn't have a huge amount to talk about this week, but I actually have a solid amount. Um, you still not watch She-Hulk? No. Have you seen anything about this week's? That there was some twerking at the end and then people lost their minds? Yeah, Megan the Stallion had a cameo role in this week's episode and it was Pretty fucking iconic. iconic. That is iconic. Actually, this episode was like full of celebrities. Anyway, um, and then the post credit scene mm-hmm. was them twerking. So iconic. <laughs> I never thought I would see an MCU character in the MCU twerking to body by Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah. I probably didn't even expect the song Body by Megan Thee Stallion <laughs> to be played in a Marvel movie. Um, but I'm so glad that it did. And the whole fucking episode, episode three, mm-hmm. literally opened with a montage of all of the online trolls being yes. like, eh, eh, why does it have to be another female? Hashtag MCU. <laughs> um, why, why can't we just have the male Hulk? All this like... And then people were taking those screenshots and comparing them to all the comments under the first trailer and under the announcement of the show, word for word. Like literally... <laughs> Identical. Literally. I think the, the showrunner's name is like Jessica Gao or something. Mm. She quite literally copied and pasted a lot of them. That's so fucking funny. Good on Iconic. her. Um, She-Hulk, I really, really like. Oh, that's so good. A lot. Oh, nice. And it's so different. And fun. <laughs> I don't know, it's just fun. Anyway. Um, uh, 
Did you see Leonardo DiCaprio broke up with his? No, but that doesn't surprise me. I did oh. see everyone talking about him this week, but I just she assumed. turned twenty five, so he broke up with her. It makes sense. So I um, there's this person on on Twitter at Doctor Ducroix, <laughs> right? Uh, and they <laughs> have a have a graph that mm. they update every time. Leonardo DiCaprio dates and breaks up with a new girl. Iconic. I have seen the graph, but I didn't know it was updated regularly. Yeah, so it's been updated. <laughs> <laughs> and truly, not a single one of these women has lasted longer than the age of 25. So, God, oh no, I've been cut off. I'm 25, oh, yeah, I'm now. out. You're out. Um, Essentially, whack. the youngest he's ever dated is 18, but that was when he was 24. Uh, However, at the age of 43, he was still dating 20-year-olds. Horrific. And the latest one, Camilla Marone, they started dating at 21, I believe. Or I could be wrong. Oh, no, no, wait, that's who he's dating currently. The last one was Nima Adgal. And they started dating... Oh, no, wait, I could be wrong. The last one might have been. Anyway, the last one, they started dating when she was like 22 or something. Mm. 25, literally dumped her. And the graph proves the highest number, the highest age girl that he's dated has uh, has been 25. Um, and only three of them have lasted that long. <sighs> I'm trying to like think because I just, what is it about, do you think? People because have theories. So there was just after he broke up with the latest girl, um... Literally hours later, he was photographed, like, shirtless. Him and Chris Pine were shirtless. Chris Pine? Bradley Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) They're two completely different people. Are they, though? Yes. One of those two men would look generally similar. Uh, They were photographed, like, uh, not naked. (laughs) Shirtless on, like, a balcony literally hours after. And people were like, yeah, these women are literally all just his beard because it's a well-known Hollywood fact that he's, like, gay but doesn't want to come out uh, and he originally did come out in the 90s but then his PR team completely scrubbed it from everywhere and all the publications and uh, it's just easy to like manipulate and um, uh, like woo the young women Yeah, and then when they start to want to get serious it's like I'm good no thanks. That makes so much sense I mean does it though I don't want to claim him well, the- like just because he's using them as beards doesn't make it okay no, that's not no, no. Okay, Maddie, you sexist pig. <laughs> <laughs> but it does like because I think about oh, I don't think about it a lot, but I like it's an interesting like it's so specific in his case. Yes. That it's it is definitely like what is the deal here? Like and because it kind of is almost like it gets to a point where it's like, does he genuinely just not want to settle down with somebody? But then why would he spend so many years with someone? Like why does he have such an aversion to women getting older? But that would make a lot of sense. Well, there's been eight women over twenty years. So on average, that's what? I have no idea. Three and a half years or something. Two and a half years, literally exactly, isn't it? I have no idea. 2.5 plus 2.5 equals 5. Yeah. Times 2 equals 10. And that's 4. And if it's okay. over 20 years, that's 8. So two and a half years is the average. I'm bad at maths, guys. I didn't even follow what you were just doing, so. <laughs> well, 4 fits into 10. No, I don't. Four no, I times. don't. don't. That, you know what I mean. No, I don't know 2. what you 5 mean. 2.5 fits into 10 four times. Oh, right. Okay. Which means no, 8 fits uh... into 28 times. And there's been 8 girls. 
Okay, over no, 20 I just years. Don't care. I don't which care. Which means an average of 2.5 years. Yeah. And anyway, I, just... I, I don't want to claim him as a closeted gay who's using his woman as a beard. I, I, I truly just think it's a power thing. And Do he does you? it because he can. I think there's absolutely nothing. But, like, I mean, I would agree with that if there was... Maybe this is just my, like, inner romantic or something, but I just genuinely do not understand how someone can get to that age and never have had a really serious relationship and the desire to kind of be with someone for longer. Like, I just don't get it. Maybe there's a little bit of sociopath. Maybe. I guess. Maybe. I guess that would also explain it. It's yeah, If he's a sociopath, it'll be very cause and effect. Yeah. He does it because it doesn't affect him. <laughs> Because you know? again, he just has one step sex with young ladies. Exactly. And I think it's literally just he can, and he's 44, 45 now, um, and shows no signs of slowing down. Yeah. Weird. So weird. I do think it is. It's it's weird purely because it's so confined into those five years. Yeah. I do think it's very fucking weird, and I don't think there's anything okay about it, but I also think <sighs> if, these, if these girlies can have five years of relaxed time where they don't have to work and can just chill out on his Saint-Tropez uh, super yacht. Mm. I mean, would you not take that opportunity? Obviously I would. <laughs> it's just so fucking weird. I will say, though. Yeah. And not to, like, be ageist. Yeah. But he is not looking, you know. <laughs> He's not 90s Leo anymore. No. In fact, he no. doesn't actually look his age. He looks older. I would agree with that. I mean, I mean, but, but I, I don't know. I don't feel like that's necessarily a terrible thing because considering how a lot of people in Hollywood age, it's kind of like, I guess it's like, oh, well, at least someone is aging normally. <laughs> but I get what I mean. Like, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> aging normally. That's something we should celebrate without plastic surgery and shit. Yeah. But, well, not even necessarily just plastic surgery. But then if we, but... like, peel back the curtain just a tiny bit, we see, like, a haram of 20-year-old girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. I mean, that's a separate thing to him. <laughs> so. Wow, Leonardo DiCaprio. What a what a topic. Leonardo DiCaprio. More like Leonardo Dick. Oh, I think. Can't you... say no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do a good decapitated <laughs> fun <laughs> do you know you know there should be a trap in the next saw movie called the decapitator like d-i-c not d-e-c and it's just the head of the penis is chopped off that's okay. how they make a vagina for um yeah a vagina for trans women that get bottom surgery i've seen the like animation on tiktok it's i have two like the longest surgery ever and it's it's scary, pretty but... crazy it is pretty it's crazy. impressive. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, it's very, very impressive. Yeah. What were you going to say about decapitators? I can't remember. <laughs> Dog, jog, jog your memory with dick? No. Cap? No. Eight? No, I don't remember. Her. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, anyway, I have a thing I want to do with you. Okay. And it is decapitate you. Sexy. No. Okay, so it's... <laughs> I can't. What was it? I I was literally just on Tumblr. Okay. Well, this is funny. Whilst I was scrolling, I was watching. You know the movie we watched last night. Yeah. For the pod, uh-huh. I was watching it on one point five speed on my phone. Fair. 
whilst I was doing other things. Reasonable. And I was on Tumblr. Okay. With the movie on 1.5 speed up in I the can't. top right corner. <laughs> exactly how cinema's meant to be experienced. <laughs> um, and I scrolled. I, lit- I rarely go on Tumblr. Like, yeah. truly rarely. I need you to stop. <laughs> Sorry. That's almost as bad as nails on a chalkboard. I need to move my feet. But it's fine. They're in another position now. Come on, happy feet. George Miller, 2003. <gasps> Horrific movie. Yeah, I hated it. I really didn't like it. Most of the animation scared me. Oh, I didn't like it because it was too sad. With that penguin that had the the plastic around its neck and it was slowly choking to death. Horrific. Couldn't handle I it. I thought that was an absolute serve. No. The way that choker looked on them. No. Work, hunty. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, yes. Fucking stop. I can't. I just can't get my feet comfortable. The, um, <laughs> we don't have those. No, we don't. Things in Australia, the, the bottle things. Well, not anymore, at least. I don't know if we used to. I don't think we ever have. Because in America, they have, it's what, in America, they have these things where it's, it holds a six packs a can. It's basically yeah. just these plastic uh, loop loops things clip onto the top of the cans, yeah, and that's how they carry them. We don't, yeah. we've never, I don't think, ever had them in Australia. Not really, um, but we usually sell our beer in more packs than six. They true. come in cases of twenty four. That is true. <laughs> but I will say we do have an abundance of plastic straws and plastic bags. Not anymore. Well, that's really true. Instead, they've they've replaced those other plastic bags with a hardier plastic that actually takes, in fact, longer to break down. So, does it take longer? It does because it's bigger. There's more of it. Yeah, they were like, we literally just charge five cents for a bag, and then people won't want to won't want to forget their bags at home if they have to be charged five cents. I don't remember the like, last time I remembered mine. You're part of the problem. I am. I know. I do know. Otherwise, I never throw them out. They're just in a big pile in our house. Yeah, <laughs> it's called the bag tub. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Tumblr. So right. I found. <laughs> I don't know if it's in relation to fan fiction. Okay. But Tumblr user thickness protection program. Iconic. Made an alignment chart. You know alignment charts? Yeah. Like lawful good all the way to chaotic evil. Yes. Of different words describing cum. Okay. Like semen. Okay. Splooge. (laughs) 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 I want to go through it because we have lawful good. So it goes lawful good, neutral good, so on. Mm -hmm. The... Lawful good name is load. <laughs> the neutral good name oh. is nut. Oh wait, wait! Can I just uh, um, at, it, at the end of this, am I supposed to be telling you which one I prefer? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No. So we've got lawful good is load. Neutral good is nut. Okay. Chaotic good is splooge. What? Chaotic good is splooge. I mm, I, did, I agree. Never. Lawful heard that. neutral is jizz. Okay. True neutral, cum. Fair. Chaotic neutral, milk. Oh, no! Lawful evil, juice. <laughs> neutral good, cummies. <laughs> Chaotic evil, spunk. Interesting. I think I agree with the chaotic evil being spunk because spunk to me implies a smell. <laughs> oh my god, Maddie, stop salivating. <laughs> Sorry, that was great. <laughs> I feel like, did they miss any? Uh, no. Although I'm not going to lie, I've never heard of half of those. 
load nut splooges cum milk juice cummy spunk? Yeah, a half of those I've never heard of. And a solid only, I would say, three of those have I ever, like, read in, like, fan fiction or in books or whatever. Seriously? Yeah. I don't believe you. No, it's, it's true. I would say load, cum, and spunk. Oh, no, and jizz. Probably nut? the only... No, I don't think I've ever read nut as, like, a noun. Is man milk? Is <laughs> <laughs> juice? No. My mom does all the grocery shopping. <laughs> What a what a absolute stroke of not a stroke. <laughs> um what an absolute stroke of Shakespearean writing. Mm. Tell me where you're getting your juice. I don't know, my mom does all the shopping. That <laughs> fucking iconic man. Uh Okay. 2011 so, Teen Wolf. The reason I want to do this mm-hmm. is because <laughs> I want to create our own alignment chart of oh God. like words, erotic words used to describe the penis. Okay. Because I feel like that complements. It does. Well, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Yeah. So I say we do that. I don't think I can come up with enough words. I reckon we can. Although, was it with you that we read that list recently? It was at your house with Chelsea. We read all the words for cock. Well, you just found one. Okay. <coughs> so penis... That's true neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. What's another one? We have cock. Mm-hmm. I think cock. I think it goes into a good have category. Have you seen that compilation video of Taron Egerton just saying cock? No. It's iconic. That it is was iconic. in a, a, a West End play called cock. <laughs> Lol. Um, okay, cock. I think it goes into one of the good ones up the top. Cock. Chaotic good. Yeah. I think chaotic good or lawful neutral. No, lawful neutral is penis. No, true neutral is penis. Oh. Cock, I think chaotic good. Okay. I think dick is chaotic neutral. I would agree with that. (laughs) Yes. Say less. (laughs) Say less, Nick. Uh, Do I need to come up with other names? Because I've got nothing else. Oh, member? Yeah, member. I'm definitely putting it down somewhere evil. <laughs> you reckon? Yes. I thought... It's chaotic. But if you read, like, Christian erotica, <laughs> wouldn't they say member? Okay, fine. Um, this crucifix. <laughs> God. I'm going to heck. That's fine. I'm gay. I'm going anyway. Member. Do you remember? <laughs> I think member... Probably neutral. No, probably. I don't think neutral. Probably lawful good. More, is it chaotic neutral? <laughs> His. No, I think length. If oh. we were in the court of law. Yeah. Talking about a case, a legal case. Uh-huh. Where the penis. Uh-huh. Would they say penis or would they say like. I would have to say penis, I think. What's like the least sexualized word for penis? Yeah, I guess it would. Phallus? Fa- yeah, phallus? I think phallus. Yes. Yes. Is phallus a word? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I, I think it. I think neutral I think good it. is member and phallus is lawful good. Okay. Listeners, readers, uh, viewers, comment down below your favorite word for penis <laughs> and what you think the alignment is. What do we yeah, just say? Phallus. phallus. Is that a word for penis? It is. Lit. How do you spell it? F or PH? Uh, no, PH. <gasps> that makes it so much more fun. <laughs> phallus. Phallus 101. Usually it's... Um, How do you spell phallus? 
P-H-A-L-L-U-S. L-L-U-S. Phallus. There's no me in team. But there is an us in phallus. God. Kind of, okay, so, so far we have lawful good phallus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go and hang out with the phallus. Okay, like moving phallus, on. Moving, know, yes, funny. moving on. Um, lawful good phallus, neutral good member. Okay. Chaotic good cock. Okay. True neutral penis. Uh-huh. And then chaotic neutral dick. Okay. Now we need... Length. Where do we think that goes? Length. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I think, actually, let's change it to cock. Okay. Is lawful evil. Uh, okay. And then... I know, I don't think so. Okay, fine, we can. I think it's lawful evil because out of all of the common words for penis, uh-huh. cock is the dirtiest. Okay, like fine. there's three. There's penis, cock, and dick. Fine. Would you fine. not say that the most erotic is cock? Exactly. This was why it's good. <laughs> I would say that's why it's evil. <laughs> it's the further from God. Tempts <laughs> us into sin. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. Fine. If I was to say penis, dick, or cock, which is the most sinful? Yeah, cock. cock. Absolutely. Okay, say it fine. with me. Cock. <laughs> Oh, God. Imagine us never being employed again. <laughs> uh, there are so many. I've just looked them up. There are just so many. Cock. Uh, and then you said length. I think yeah. length. Length is probably chaotic good because it's a bit too vague. I hate. I, I, okay, right. No, we're doing it not in terms of what is actually. Not what gets your absolute. What's erotic. Puss puss going. <laughs> we're talking about. Objectively. Okay, objectively, fuck, fine. Yeah, length, I guess, can be whatever you said it was. I think length is chaotic good, don't you? Okay. So, like, lawful good is phallus, mm-hmm. neutral good is member, mm-hmm. chaotic good is length. Okay. You agree? Yeah. No, I need... I need... Um, oh, I can't... Yeah, that's good. I'm just... What's it called? I need... I need... Validation? No. I need... What's the word? You don't just need consent, you need, like... Agreement? (laughs) (laughs) Enthusiastic consent. Enthusiastic consent. (laughs) I need enthusiastic consent. (laughs) That length is the chaotic good alignment for the word penis. I think so. Cool. We now have lawful neutral and the two neutral evil and chaotic evil. I think chaotic evil is meat sausage. (laughs) Okay. Or sausage. Yeah, I agree with that. Meat sausage, man sausage, meat sausage or sausage. Can it be all of the Sausage above? at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sausage at. That's so funny. What about, okay, there are so many options. Like we've got Willy. Not Willy. Or we've got um, Prick. <gasps> Prick's a good one. Pecker. That's Not very British. <laughs> Ooh. Um, There's a, you, you know, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Oh, my God. What about when can we include when, like, oh, actually, I don't think this is a real thing in real life or if it's just a. You're going to talk about, like, a knot or something? No. From werewolf porn? No. I was going to say, you know. <laughs> Not that I've ever read that. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I was going to talk about, you know, um, apparently, I don't know if this is a thing, when dudes give their dicks names. Like little bo- little bro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I don't know what we'd call that. Nickname. A nick- yeah. No, because if but you're reading, so. if you're reading erotica, Ugh. or you're watching porn, they're not going to say shove Mister Miss shove Minnie you in me. 
shove little bro in me. I mean, I've read some very questionable erotica. So. <laughs> I would be like dung, dong, knob, ding, dong, <laughs> knob, knobs. I see for me, knob mm. is like a bell end. It's the end, the tip. Interesting. <laughs> so specific. Wouldn't you agree? No, but I'm happy. Brings to... a whole new meaning to bed knobs and broomsticks. <laughs> um, maybe sausage should be chaotic. And chaotic. Uh, well, no, maybe what, sausage should be neutral evil. What is going to be chaotic evil? I think sausage is chaotic evil. What did you say? Read them out again. Um, Prick. Willy. Well, see, for me, Willy's pretty bad. <laughs> wiener. Yeah, wiener. Um, schlong. Schlong. I like, see, I like calling things schlong. <laughs> um, what? Mm. Baloney pony. <laughs> That's not okay. <laughs> I think lawful neutral may be willy. Okay. Because very rarely is it considered erotic. Sexual, yeah. Yep. It's like... Yeah, for little boys. <laughs> it's willy not that hot. <laughs> oh, God. Willy. All caps. Um, now we just have neutral evil or if we want to switch sausage to neutral evil. No, I think sausage is chaotic. Chaotic. I think prick is probably pretty neutral evil. I would agree because it's really not very nice. No, it's very it, blunt. But it's, it's like the c word. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm happy with putting prick there. I also do like schlong. <laughs> schlong can just be an honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> schlong alignment chart. Neutral evil. Yeah, I'd go prick. Um, in the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. do you know Whitney? No. Okay, Whitney's the one with the really high voice. Okay. Anyway, um, her full name is Whitney Rose. Uh huh. And um, prick. And <laughs> yeah, her full name is Wild Rose. And in her season two, um, Housewives line is um, every rose has to deal with a few pricks. Iconic. Or something like that. Oof. And I think that's funny. <laughs> it was. Um. Okay. So here we are. Okay. The official Oxford Dictionary alignment chart of the word penis. <sighs> Lawful good. Mm-hmm. Phallus. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's no I in team, but there is an us in phallus. Right. Neutral good is member. Because <laughs> member all the good times. <laughs> Chaotic good is length. Mm-hmm. Because this segment has been long. <laughs> <laughs> Lawful neutral is willy, mm-hmm. because it's willy not that erotic. <laughs> right? <laughs> True neutral is penis. Mm-hmm. I have a pun for that one. Yeah. Penis. Oh, devastating. Keep it between us. <laughs> Good try. Uh, chaotic neutral is dick, because mm-hmm. it's not too slick. <laughs> Double entendre. Right. Wow. Uh, lawful evil is cock. Okay. Because it rocks. <laughs> Neutral evil is prick. That's not a trick. <laughs> <laughs> and chaotic evil, sausage at all, including baloney. <laughs> wow. And man meat. Ugh. I think we did a good job. Yeah. I think so too. That feels so, accurate. <laughs> phallus. Is to penis 
in the way that load is to come. Yes. I just realised that semen isn't on the cum chart. Well, that's a bit rude. <laughs> anyway, I'm proud of us. I think we did a good job. I agree. I think you should. Mm. What? I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> anyway, apologies to our listeners. You're welcome. Sorry if that fact. was a lot to swallow. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> um, okay, what else have we got this week to talk about? Um, another question, to, kind of to do with fan fiction and <coughs> fandoms and fan energy. Yeah. So The Rings of Power, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, the new mm. Lord of the Rings TV show came out this week. First two episodes. Yes. I watched them last night. Yeah. And they were very, very good. Yes. Like, kind of insane how good they look and how well produced they are. Mm. Um like truly just stunning to look at and the story I think is doing pretty well. It's intriguing. It has its it has its good so far. It's like, you know, in Game of Thrones and Epic Stories where there's multiple storylines going, they all have to be of equal weight. Yeah. I'd say that they've done a pretty solid job so far in the first two episodes. Nice. Um yeah, it's fun. Um I have a question for you and that question is <laughs> So for background knowledge and for context who even gives context these days? Um, <laughs> have you been seeing that comment on TikTok where there's just like a TikTok video and it makes zero sense? And then there's the first comment is always normalized giving context. Not really. Okay, well, you're not cool. Um, <laughs> for context, Amazon bought the rights mm-hmm. to the second age mm-hmm. in the uh, Lord of the Rings mythology. Right. So, Lord of the Rings, so The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, those stories all take place in the Third Age. Right. The Second Age is, like, 2,000 years before that. Right. And then, like, 3,000 years before that is the First Age. Right. And they only have the rights to stuff in the Second Age. Wild. So, characters that appeared in that Second Age and nothing else. That's so crazy. Right. Um, All that I mentioned in that. Anyway. Uh, so they had to kind of create all this new stuff and all that, um, and I think that's a very good job of blending it all together. But, essentially... Amazon bought the rights to the second age of The Lord of the Rings. Right. And um, it cost them half a billion dollars <gasps> just for the TV show rights to do the one TV show. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> That's a lot of money. It cost them half a billion dollars for those rights to do the first ever Lord of the Rings TV show. Um, and this is purely because Jeff Bezos is a massive Lord of the Rings fan and always has been, like a Lord of the Rings mega fan. Um, and... Prime Video basically needed something to rival Game of Thrones. Um, to the point, in fact, that rumours are that if if this series isn't popular, mm. then they're kind of just going to scrap Prime Video altogether. <gasps> really? Yeah. They're like, well, what's the point of even having a streaming service if if, if it's not popular? Wow. So this is their, like, last-ditch effort. I really but then I call, like kind Prime of call, Video. I do, too. I kind of call bullshit on that because the shows are good. Like the originals, and they also have massive shows like The Boys. Yeah, is huge. Yeah. But anyway, aside from all that, they basically bought it because Jeff Bezos was a mega fan. Um, it's being called the most expensive show of all time. Wow. Because it cost them half a billion dollars just for the rights. That's crazy. And then they have a full plan for five seasons. <gasps> no. Over a hundred million each. <gasps> uh, for, no. In total, it's going to be forty episodes because eight episode seasons. So in all, this is a more than $1 billion investment to create this one TV show. 
no other streaming service could do that, right? No. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bro, no other even fucking like studio. Yeah, could do that. Yeah, so basically, not even spending a billion dollars on this show, which is why it's, <sighs> and that doesn't even include marketing. And marketing that makes me feel physically ill. Hard. How are they? Th- that's like physically impossible to make back. How are they going to make that money back? Well, I don't think they necessarily want to make it back as much as they want it to. Um, it's like these people have forgotten what fucking business is about. What the they, they fuck? Want, they want to solidify the, the customer base. So far, I believe Prime Video, Ugh. for most most uh, subscribers, they only have Prime Video because it is a, um, a perk of Amazon Prime. Because uh. people forget that the actual Amazon Prime is the free delivery service. Mm-hmm. For Amazon. Yeah, I just have Prime Video. I don't even have Amazon Prime. If you have Prime Video, you have both. <gasps> wow. I think Mackenzie has it. Yeah. So that's the only reason that a lot of people have it, allegedly. Um, they wouldn't even know that. How will they have that data? Well, if people I mean, subscribe they to the shipping it. but not the not using the... Yeah, I guess that's true. Anyway, um, so they're hoping that this brings people in to actually start using the service... Hopefully it'll, it'll introduce them to the back catalogue back catalog of uh, mm. originals and stuff. Um, and essentially, yeah, the whole thing is just a Jeff Bezos wet dream. Um, so my question to you <laughs> is if you were able to absolutely run wild with... You already know my answer. <laughs> ...your dreams of, um, like, your nerdiest, fangirliest, fandomiest ideas and dreams and shit. Yeah. What would you realise in the way that Jeff Bezos put his entire Jeff bezos into this show? Because he's like a fucking hundred million billionaire or something, isn't he? Mm. He's a billion billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) He can literally afford to spend a billion dollars on five seasons of a show. I think he's projected to be the first ever trillionaire, but that's obviously still a way away. Um, Yeah, so if you had essentially unlimited money and you could only spend it in a nerdy way... How would you do that? I mean, obviously my first answer is post-Game of Thrones. I'm going to fucking fix everything that went down. John and Sansa, love story. Amazing. But. Choices? Maybe. Uh, I may. I I think. And I know they're already doing it, but I'd probably what? do a Percy Jackson show. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think if you, that would, I think that would be a smart investment. Yeah, well... I, I mean, mean <laughs> in the way that Lord of the Rings is a smart investment... Yeah, yes, yeah. I think Percy Jackson would also be, and I think especially so because 90% of the content in the Percy Jackson series has gone untapped in live-action yeah. format. Yeah, The movies, whilst they did use the first two books, yeah. very loosely based on. Yes. So even a lot of those stories aren't haven't been told. Yeah, yeah, very accurate. Um, and I absolutely would do it as a TV series. I wouldn't do them as movies. Yeah. Um, well, this Percy I Jackson think, Disney oh. Plus show is meant to be big budget. Oh, really? They're using, like, the Mandalorian technology. They're going nice. for it. I'm very excited about that. That's really good. I I mean, a lot of people, I think, wanted an animation version. Um, and I understand why, because they want to see yeah. it, you know, really kind of brought to life. But I think if they put the money and the energy into it, I think a live action would be better. Yeah. Um, if they do it right. When you eventually watch The Rings of Power, I think you're going to see the production value yeah. and be like, okay, yeah, I kind of I think Amazon could have turned this out. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm so fucking worried about the Avatar Netflix series, Avatar The Last Airbender Netflix mm. live action. Because I'm like, an Avatar The Last Airbender live action TV show 
on paper sounds like a dream. Yeah. yeah. I just don't have faith in, in Netflix. Netflix and Netflix's production capabilities. Absolutely not. Not anymore. They also, to be fair, Avatar The Last Day on a TV show is also using the stagecraft, the um, Mandalorian oh, yeah. technology. I just, when I look at all of the other big budget Netflix yeah. event series, like Stranger Things and The yeah. Witcher, yeah. I'm like, and Shadow and Bone, I'm like, they don't look. Yeah. They they cost 15 million episode, but they don't, or 30 million. Yeah. They don't look like it. Yeah. I mean, the last season of Stranger Things did, but. But even then, I think some of the CGI was like. Yeah, that's fair. You really spent 30 million? Yeah, that's really fair. Well, where did that go? <laughs> where did it go? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Um, mm, yeah. What would you pick? I would probably pick a, an unlimited budget Avatar The Last Airbender series. Oh, really? Um, but like unlimited budget. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. With Percy Jackson, by the way. Yeah. I also think that if it was... If Prime Video had the rights to the Percy Jackson series and they were making a live-action TV show version, mm-hmm. I actually think that there would be a much higher likelihood of sequel series about the Heroes of Olympus and well, all the spin-offs and stuff. Say, because it's so... In a way that I don't think Disney Plus is built to do. Yeah, that's fair. That's really fair. I can't really imagine them. I can't see them. If they even make it to five seasons... I think that's pretty a uh, given. Do you think? I really do think. Okay, well... I, that would make me very happy. But if that if, if they even get to that point, I really cannot see them doing the sequel series, even though they should. I agree. Although there the, is the a Heroes lot of, them of Olympus is such a fun series. Um, it is. Even I, I don't know if you read any of the Trials of Apollo. I only read the first couple. I didn't read the second I one. I haven't, but I've literally been questioning whether I should buy all of the books that I don't have in the series. Oh, well, I well, so I've only read the first one in the series. I do have the second one, but I haven't read it. That's why I asked you if um you had the first uh, first edition of the first the, the first book, the first Percy Jackson, because I have the rest of the series in in book form. I just don't have the first one for some reason. I think I rented it from my school library. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what edition it is, but I, I do think have. I, the reason I say that I think that in a uh, Prime Video could make endless spin-offs in a way mm. that Disney can't is because Prime Video has Jeff Bezos. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff yeah. Bezos money. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, I think, again, I mean, as we've discussed on many occasions, streaming services, <laughs> they don't make money. It makes sense, no. So, yeah, I can't really. I, know. I wish people would see that streaming in 2022 is quite genuinely just cable TV. It's really, really accurate. I saw this really interesting thing the other day on TikTok. Um, It was a video of Matt Damon talking with an interviewer about how streaming services have completely changed Mm. the way that movies are made. Um, He said because there used to be a massive amount of their sales and their money would come from the DVD release. He was like, you'd almost get as much money from Mm -hmm. a DVD release as you would from a theatrical release which doesn't happen now. And he was like, so what that means is when studios are trying to make a decision on what movies to make, they automatically go, okay, well, he specifically brought up the um, his movie that he did ages ago, the Behind the Candelabra, the Liberace film. He was like, that's not something that people would invest in these days because they go, it's not going to make enough money yeah. in, the th- in the theatrical release to warrant the mm-hmm. $50 million investment as well as the $50 million in marketing on top of it. He was like, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. And everyone below was like, oh, this is why actors should take more m- – um, sorry, should take less money. And I was like, I don't – I think you're all missing the point of yeah, what he's saying. Yeah, yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah, it was very – well, because I think the way he framed it made it seem like he was the one, Matt Damon, it made – the way he talked about it made it seem like he was the one who was investing that much money, um, which wasn't what he was saying, but everyone misinterpreted it. It's the internet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, but it was – Did you see yeah. Top Gun Maverick is now in the top ten DVD sales of all time? Really? Interesting. Yeah, so – it's possible to still use the old I wonder why. Model. I reckon that must be because it's an older audience. Yeah, and I also think it's one of those movies that's a spectacle. Yeah. And people like to own a physical version of spectacle films. Yeah. Because it means you can watch it at the highest quality, 4K, HDR, yeah. uh, Dolby Atmos. Yeah. And you're guaranteed the yeah. quality if you watch yeah. it on streaming. Yeah. It depends. Internet might be slow that day. You might get 1080p. Yeah, yeah. And you might not have HDR enabled, all yeah, this stuff. Yeah, But with physical releases, you're guaranteed. You're also guaranteed to actually own it forever. <laughs> yeah, very true. Which, as we've seen quite recently. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what must have done really well on DVD sales is Timeless, the TV show. Do you reckon? Because one, it's not often that TV shows that aren't even aired in primetime television get a Blu-ray release in Australia. Mm-hmm. Context again. Timeless <laughs> is one of mine and Maddie's like all time favorite shows and yes. also like saddest cancellations. Oh my god, fucking Times three even. cancelled three times on us. Yeah, um, basically. And um we were talking about it the other day because I saw a box set version. I'm like, I'm near I need it. Um and she's watching it on nine plus with ten hours of ads on each episode. It's horrific and do nine you know what? I did what when I watched it the other day um, at night. Dad watched with me, and he when he first sat down, he was like, "What is this?" And I was like, oh, it's, just, it's, it's, "It's just a show." Anyway, this morning, Dad was like, "So have you watched more of Timeless without me?" I was like, Iconic. "I didn't know you wanted to watch it." Yes, I've watched more. It's the a dinosaur w- show again. Literally, and I, I was like, "Oh, that's so unfortunate." Because the last episode I watched was about James Bond, and the look of betrayal that Dad gave me, Iconic. I was like, "We can watch it together so again if you want." Anyway, so. Yeah, oh, that's funny. It is um, the, show. Yeah, no. The reason I think that it's it's done well in Australia is because TV shows, especially and some movies in Australia, struggle to get a DVD release, mm. meaning 480p, 720p quality, the cheapest possible option yeah. in a physical format. Timeless, when it originally got put on DVD, it also came out on Blu-ray. Interesting, which is an extra big deal for shows because they take up so much more space. Yeah. So more discs. Um, not only that, it's recently had a box set, mm. a Blu-ray 1080p box set released, which has all both seasons and um, the special in a box set. And I'm like, they only make box sets if it sells really well. Well, I think I think the biggest issue. I mean, this is so niche. No one else but us cares about this show. But too I, bad. We'll make them care. Timeless is one of the greatest of our, of our generation. Absolutely, and it's a fucking tragedy that people underappreciated it. Oh, it really, really is. But I so I think the issue is because I mean, remembering back and give to, Abigail Spencer more roles. Sorry, go accurate. Oh, so accurate. Um, I think when it first came out, I don't know if you remember. But it was so hard for us to watch it here in Australia slash anywhere internationally. Do you remember it didn't literally come out on as any of our? It didn't like air on any of our TV. For a year. Yeah, until after it was, the second season was already cancelled. So it was like well, I didn't even have any option to try to and support, support it. Yeah. yeah. So I think that is probably why because well, it was very popular online. Literally, literally, I. This isn't true. This is absolutely a <laughs> fake story that 100% did not happen. But in this fake story... Hypothetically. Hypothetically, I watched it on an illegal streaming service. Right. 
Um, and I was like, Maddie has a link for a show. You do not have a choice. You must watch. Yes. And you said, KK. I did. I remember because it was in the midst of the final season of um, Teen Wolf. Yeah, we were like, we were in college. It was, was only like, like three episodes had aired. Mads, Mads, I don't think I can watch Teen Wolf anymore. So I never watched the final half of the last season of Teen Wolf. Um, <laughs> but this show yeah. is where it's at. So, and in the end, I ended up um, hypothetically <laughs> <laughs> downloading it, and we were able to get a couple of friends to watch, and yeah, we were able to watch it in high quality and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but truly, that's the struggle of living in Australia, is oh, wanting yeah. to support things that just do not release here for 12 oh, months. Absolutely. Like absolutely. They, um, and that one in particular, because like all of the showrunners and the cast were like, we need more support. Internet, yeah. having the support on the internet. Yeah, I remember enough, both of us like, were like actually tweeting and yeah. social mediaing about it, which is not something I do often about no, shows. No, me either. Definitely not. Um, yeah. And we were like, we want to support it, but there is physically no way in Australia to do that. Yeah. It like aired. Allegedly. Alleg- allegedly. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, still a tragedy. You can tell us talking about it. We're still very, very raw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, 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 what was the, oh, the Army Hammer documentary. <laughs> Is that one of those? <gasps> that's right. Oh, no, well, that's coming out, I think, this week in America. Oh, my God. And I'm like, well, we need to watch this for the podcast, obviously. Absolutely. We've been following the, <laughs> the Army saga. Hammer saga for the year that it's been happening. Um, but then I just found out that we don't get it until the end of October. And I'm like, uh. So by the time we get it, it's not going to be in the cultural zeitgeist. We are going to be behind. <sighs> maybe we, no. I was going to say, maybe we should move to America. And then I immediately <laughs> was like, that's a, that's a bad no, idea. No. <laughs> what did I see? So there's a bunch of, there was a bunch of, and still is to a point, Bunch of controversy because Bravo, the network in, in America that does Housewives, mm-hmm. launched um, the Real Housewives of Dubai. Okay, which is their first in-house production that was based in an international place. Uh huh. Um, and fans were like, "Well, I'm not going to watch it because Dubai is a place in which LGBTQ people are, prison- are imprisoned for being gay. Mm-hmm. Women's rights are very lacking, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So I don't want to support it." Um, which is good, and if that's your morals, you should absolutely do that. Yeah, I watched do, it yeah. anyway because it already exists, so it's not gonna <laughs> me watching it isn't gonna change anything. Um, but I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> You're talking about how to access TV shows, DVD streaming a year later, Army Hammer, October. None of that. No, I remember. It was, uh, yeah, so this is an American-produced show set in Dubai. That's like a thing. What? Aww. What? Aww. What? Aww. Do we need to pause? No, we don't need to pause. Oh, that's so sweet. Okay, I'll tell you later. Mum and, okay, fine, you don't I'll have tell, to tell you me. now. You I, know I, can, I know I can tell you now. I don't really care. No, I'm happy to leave the, view, the listeners it's, on blue balls. I think they probably just won't care. <laughs> the listeners, I mean. Oh. <laughs> Quickly. Okay, um, mum have these two friends who uh, they've been in a relationship for a really, really long time. They're gay, so obviously haven't been able to get married until quite recently. Slay boots, hunty down the house. They're having a party tonight. Is it a surprise engagement? It's a surprise wedding! Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes, that's, that's what she just texted I hate that, though. <laughs> I know, same. There's supposed to be a party for their business, but it's a surprise wedding. I fucking hate surprise weddings. That's very, it's cute. I think they should go absolutely not 
into existence. <laughs> <laughs> that was the weirdest I mean, way to say I that. I personally would never do that. Well, I just think it's not fair. Yeah, it's a bit weird. To people who are like, oh, there's just a business party. Yeah. I have this other thing I should probably go to instead. But well, then they miss out on a special night. I think mum and dad weren't going to go because it's been raining so much. And, it's and a then they have to tell situation. them that it's an actual surprise wedding. Well, no, they did end up going. And oh. then now it's a surprise wedding. So lucky because mum would have been so upset if she'd missed it. So Exactly. That's not Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, so we'll I'm never get surprise married. Thank God. To each other or anyone else. Okay. I'm glad we agree. Um, yeah. The housewives. <laughs> In what situation would we ever get married? I'm trying to think. I don't know. It's like a lot of attention on me. <laughs> what? I mean, me and you. Yeah, you I'm and I. talking about any situation in which I am getting wed. Right. At a no, traditional I wedding. I'm like, that's a lot of attention. I just, but specifically me and you getting married. Yeah. I don't know. We're 60. <laughs> and what? Unmarried. <laughs> okay. We don't have to get married. We can just live together. But what if we want the benefits of being able to visit each other in hospital when we're dying? Oh, okay. Perfect. You're in. Okay, if we're 60 yeah. and not married. Amazing. Um, yeah, so a bunch of fans were wanting to boycott the Real Housewives of Dubai because of the rights violations uh-huh. that happened in Saudi Arabia. Right. So, so Saudi Arabia. In Dubai. The UAE, United Arab, yeah. Arab Emirates. Because I'll tell you later. Anyway. Um... So people are wanting to boycott it because it's so problematic and mm-hmm. all this shit. The whole season's aired, the reunion's happening. It was pretty popular. Um, and there was a post on the Real Housewives subreddit today that was like, I think it's so gross that we all supported this thing where that's basically like a, a promotional video for a place in which gay people are illegal and women don't have rights and all this stuff. And someone commented. <laughs> And went, ma'am, have you heard of America? (laughs) The brutality and the accuracy. Why would they say something so controversial and yet so brave? (laughs) And I said, (laughs) points were made. (laughs) Kind of iconic, if you ask me. It's very iconic. Literally, as we we speak, people are being stripped of their rights in America. Yes, yeah. Um, Yeah. What if America takes over the world and gay people are illegal because America? America then can we get married? Can't to keep yeah. up the act. We can do that. I yeah. don't think America will take. If it's like over a Handmaid's Tale esque vibe, oh, well, you would have to. Then you'd be doing me a massive favor. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, definitely. I mean, I don't think America would, but is that rain or a plane? That's the plane. This is going to be the practice plane for River Fire. I reckon that's what that is. River Fire is a badass drag name. Do you remember last year when like River, River Fire Phoenix. happened and all of the Americans got upset and they were like, oh, my God, this is triggering for 9-11. It's like... Wait, say that again. Last year at River Fire, when all of the, the videos of the plane going through Brisbane, the military plane going through Brisbane, they went viral and all of the Americans was like, this is triggering. No. Do you really not remember that? Oh, my God. Anastasia no. Palaszczuk had to make a whole like statement being like, okay... Fair, but this is Australia and it's Brisbane and it goes over the river, not even through the city, and it's a military plane and we practice. It's Well, if Anastasia Palaszczuk was making a statement, I would have assumed it was, this is Australia and this is not a military thing and it's a thing to celebrate them because we're hosting the Olympics in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, fun. That's funny. Yeah, wow. Anyway. What, 
what's the point of the river fire? I don't really know. It's they just birthday. They just do it every year. I don't really know what it is for. Just lots of fireworks and the plane goes through. Interesting. Yeah. But not really. But not really. Um dun 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 dun. dun. Nickelodeon. Okay, there's only like a couple more things, and then we well, can do a quick shitty review of that quick shitty yeah. movie that was long. It was really long. Um, so they're filming the new seasons of Selling Sunset. Okay. There's a bunch of drama. Oh, of course there is. Already. Wow. And the only reason I'm bringing it up on the podcast before it airs is because I think it's... Is it supposed an, to air soon? No. Oh, okay. It's because I think it's an interesting look into the, the behind-the-scenes production of the show. Uh-huh. Um, so essentially, what's her name? Um, Nicole Young mm-hmm. is a real estate agent at the Oppenheim Group who has been there for at least since like I think 2018 or something. Right. She's like a real, 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 real estate agent. A real real estate agent. <laughs> okay. Um, and um, originally she was, she's like pretty or whatever. So she was originally asked to be right. on the first season of the show and she declined. She wanted to stick to the business of yeah. the business. Mm-hmm. Um. That's all good and fine, whatever. She's now joined the cast for seasons six, six and seven. Yeah. Seasons six and seven. Um, and the girlies are fighting. The girlies being Chriselle and Nicole. Oh. And this is like actual iconic drama. Not Is it? He said, she said drama. Okay. Basically, Nicole, now that she's on the show, is looking for screen time and she's looking for attention. <laughs> It's definitely real. You know what this reminds me of? What? 9-11. Sorry, that's only funny if you could hear the planes. I hope you could hear them. Um, This girl is now in the cast and she's wanting screen time, attention, whatever, so she's trying to create a drama. Um, And she's just come out and exposed one of the show's secrets. Oh, no. Which is basically that um, Chriselle took credit for a bunch of Nicole's sales Oof. four years ago when they were filming Oof. to make it look like Chriselle was actually... A real estate agent? A real estate agent. Oof. And now Nicole's coming out and saying, oh, how can you do that, all this stuff? Um, and Chriselle's snapping back and being like, look, you're trying to manipulate a story and I don't think the fans are dumb enough to fall for it. Yeah. So look for screen time with different drama because this is not it, sis. Iconic. Um. Uh, and basically, yeah, she, um, my understanding is that the producers of the show were basically like, and Chriselle's deal, I think Chriselle's, um, and some of the other women's car, uh, contract. Yeah. They were literally cast for a show. So Chriselle shows up to film. Yeah. And then she's gone. She does no other work for them. Yeah. I believe that's how it works. And which they, I thought we said they are real real estate agents. So legally, they? Like, yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. And they do. Okay, I think yeah. most of the women are yeah. actively working real estate agents, but Chriselle right. specifically, she was cast as a main character kind of thing, right? Um, and obviously she couldn't <coughs> sell homes with minimal yeah effort only yes. when filming kind of thing. Yeah. So the producers and the Oppenheim Group said, "Hey, Nicole, these right. houses you're selling, can we?" Pretend that they're Chriselle's yeah. for the storyline yeah. and for the showing off the houses yeah. and stuff. Um, really, all of the commissions going to you, all this yeah. stuff. I don't know why they didn't get her to sign a contract, an NDA. Yeah. But they didn't. And now it's come out that all of, pretty much all the houses Chriselle's quote-unquote sold on the show yeah. were actually done by Nicole, Nicole Young. Right. With 
Chriselle taking credit. And by Chriselle taking credit, I'm not sure that's an entirely fair assessment so much as... Well, they made her take credit. Chriselle's doing the scene as she's told. Yeah, she's doing her job, yeah. yeah. Um, And I think that's Chriselle's point, is that the fans are going to understand that she's there for the reality show, not for the... Real estate. So I just think that's a really interesting peek behind the scenes because, you know, we've always suspected... yeah. Yes. Something like this. Yep. And now it's confirmed. Yeah. And I don't think that the producers either would be willing to air that. Well, I was going to say, I don't feel like this is something that they'll be really happy about. Like, I really feel like this is one of those things that's going to kind of shoot her in the foot. Like like with Christine, she's trying to drag up so much drama, but in the end, no one wants to work with her. So it's like, okay, cool. Well, you're out. Yeah. Well, not only that, this is also a reality series. It is not a docu-reality series. Yeah. Yeah. The difference being docu-reality series, like the Kardashians new show, are able to acknowledge the fourth wall. Right. They're able to say, hey, cameraman, come over here. Yeah. In Real Housewives and reality shows like this, so in Sunset, they have to pretend the cameraman's not there. Yeah. And they cannot break the the illusion. Yeah. Um, Which we have also talked about um, in relation to selling Sunset because it was really obvious from season two that they'd all watched season one. Right, but they couldn't talk about it. Yeah, and their relationships had deteriorated because of what they'd seen in season one, but But then they couldn't talk about it. Exactly. They can't say, well, I'm pissed at you because you said this in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to say, I'm pissed at you because of this Mm, reason. That is very vague and subtle. (laughs) Um, And I'm kind of racking my mind trying to figure out why Nicole Young would think production or Netflix would air a fourth wall-breaking storyline. Yes, yeah. Because to do this, unless she's straight up going, Chriselle's been stealing my listings and claiming them as her own for years. She might. You never know. I mean, maybe, but that's like... Yeah. That's... Like edging the line. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. uh, I don't know. And again, it really, I feel like it really does drive a wedge between her and production. Very. very Instead of her and between her and the girls, which is what they like. And the girls, all of them, like all of the cast, Mm -hmm. minus Nicole, Mm -hmm. and obviously minus Christine, she's not on anymore, but minus Nicole um, did like a start of production photo shoot where they all came together on a couch and took photos and stuff. Um, mm. And they all seemed to be getting along and in really good yeah. spirits, including, like, Chelsea and stuff. Yeah. Um, And also Vanessa's back. Oh. Ugh. And I'm like, sweetie, you had 0.25% of a storyline. Yeah. Anyway. Good. I'm interested to see what happens on these. Is this just going to be, like, a month of drama that they have to <laughs> erase from the, the hard drive? Potentially. I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, and that's why I brought it up. It's an interesting. It is interesting. Look into the. It's an interesting choice. Prodoke shown. Interesting ideas. Um, what else? I think the only other thing I have on here is that um, <laughs> it's kind of just a wholesome story. Okay. That's a bit wild. Okay. But I saw on Twitter, okay, the, oh, damn it. I probably should have figured out his real name first. Um, <laughs> you know the show Wizards of Waverly Place? Yeah. David Henry. No, but sexual awakening much? Um, <laughs> no. Okay, so the TV show Wizards of Waverly Place, you know you just, just Justin? David Henry. Yeah. Yeah. His best friend's character, Zeke. Oh, okay. Do you remember him? Not really. Really? No. I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He was really stupid, right? Yeah. Yeah. Harper's love interest for a bit. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, he... You aren't ready for the next words. He's now <laughs> an OnlyFans star. 
Okay. <laughs> Iconic. Like an actual successful. Okay. And gets naked and <laughs> jingles his berries. Um, his bologna, if you will. I was going to say meat sausage, but. Meat sausage. Yeah, so he's like an actual mm-hmm. successful and proud of himself. Like he's Iconic. proud to be doing it. Love it. Uh, it's iconic though, because you like, you go onto the verified profile on his Insta socials or whatever. And it's like, Zeke from Wizards of Waverly Place, but now I'm all grown up or something like that. It's something like that. It's iconic. Um, but the reason I'm talking about this is because I found out the other day all this stuff and, um, essentially he's, he's an iconic ally of the queer community. He's straight. Um, and he's like, look, I fully acknowledge that a ton of my OnlyFans subscribers are gay men. Okay. Or the LGBT community, whatever. Um, and I really support it and I don't just want to be another voice in the crowd supporting gay rights and shit. I want to actually make, give back a bit, you know, like, um, be a good ally and put my money where my mouth is. And he's like donating all of his uh, income from it for like this month to, um, the Trevor project. Oh, wow. And I'm like, that's really sweet. That is really sweet. And really nice. And like an actual ally. Yeah. And for context of how much money he makes on OnlyFans. He's expecting it to be a hundred grand. Oh wow! In wow. one month. Wow, that's pretty impressive. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Anyway, um, I just wanted to talk about that because I thought it was really sweet. It is sweet. Also, it's really nice. The Trevor Project really needs funds at the moment. The um, Republican Party is attacking it. Ugh. For the context, Trevor Project is a um, LGBTQ youth uh, support hotline mm-hmm. for suicidal and um, mm. really just any. LGBTQ youth who who need a, a well, I can't think of the word um, to talk hotline to. a therapist yeah yeah um and it's a really really good charity and it, it does very very good stuff and helps a lot of young people um but the right in right wing in America is is like hardcore attacking it <sighs> specifically one of the um was governors of a state like essentially said um they literally want to clog the hotline with trolls so that young queer people die. Oh, my God. Kill themselves. Jesus. Like, don't get the help and kill themselves. That's horrific. It's fucked up. So, yeah, I don't know. That's another charity to support. In Australia, we have the equivalent. The equivalent for us is minus 18. Okay. It's a very good charity as well. That's that's all. Wild. That was a wild story. Yeah. Let's review. <laughs> oh, let's just switch gears. <laughs> the wildest film of all time. Love in the Villa? Yes, and my first okay, so Love in the Villa is a new Netflix yeah. rom com mm-hmm. quote unquote. Starring <laughs> Kat Graham from The Vampire Diaries and Tom Hooper from The Umbrella Academy. Oh. Mm-hmm. I knew you wouldn't know that. No. <laughs> okay. Can we just say Jail time for both of them. Jail time for anyone involved. <laughs> um, <sighs> the plot generally, yes, these butt in, is a Shakespeare obsessed. Oh right, yep. Primary school teacher is meant to be going on a trip to um, Verona, Verona with her boyfriend. Yes, he breaks up with her. She decides to go alone. Mm-hmm. The Airbnb is double booked uh-huh. with Tom Hooper's character, whose name was Charlie. Was it? Yes. That's a shame. I liked that name. <laughs> um, Not anymore. 
<laughs> she decides to go, and then chaos ensues, and love happens because they're obviously it's a forced together. Um, forced cohabitation. My very first note. Yes. It's called Love in the Villa. A bad name. Why wouldn't it be called Love in Verona? A really a very good question. That was my tummy. Was that yours or mine? <laughs> it was my tummy. Um, yeah. So from the get. Bad. Choices were made. Yeah. Bad choices. Um, you Can you walk us through the... Well, it was kind the of the romance movie tropes and stuff that are displayed throughout the I film. I was going to say it was kind of this em- enemies to lovers situation, forced cohabitation. Um, and look, I I did not mind the first half of the film. I Me won't. Either. I won't. I will say, I the enemies side of it. It was kind of fun. Well, why explain what the first half of the film essentially is? Well, basically, is um, she gets there. He's already there. They agree to cohabitate. But then she fuck, what was her name? Julie. <laughs> Julie decides Was it really? Yeah, it was. Oh, no. <laughs> Julie decides that she's gonna try and force Charlie out. So she basically having learned that he's allergic to cats, lets all of these cats in. He retaliates by doing something. Oh, he gets rid of all her clothes. She again retaliates. He retaliates. It's like in that way. The entire was, first sixty minutes is them a back and forth of yeah. them sabotaging each other to try and get them so uncomfortable that they will move out. And yeah. it was it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. No joke. I got to the point with the last one with the horse meat. Yeah. Which is the last prank they pull on each other is the horse meat one. She, yeah. He pretends that they're eating horse meat pasta and yes. she's entirely freaked out. Um. I paused it at that point. Yeah. And I said, fuck me, is this entire movie just going to be back and forth them sabotaging each other? There's 50 minutes left. I can't deal with that. Well, see, I got to that point and when he when he gave up, I was like, really? He's giving up so soon? They've only done three things. And then it turned out that it was he was pulling. Out. Yeah. And I was see, like, for me, okay, I was good. like, oh, thank God they're finally giving up. And that kept happening. I was like, fuck me. I felt like it was a good point to do it, though. Like, after that mm-hmm. one, it was that was a good, I felt like, good timing. Um, Yeah, I paused it at that moment and I was like, okay, I'm done. This is too much yeah. of the same, two same, same, whatever. And then the second half of the movie, bad, ignores all of that, and it's just a normal romance movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really, they literally it's skip literally straight from films. enemies into lovers. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> my biggest complaint is that that back and forth thing should have been a bit more condensed. Yeah. If they were going to do a traditional romance by yeah. the end of it, yeah. Either that, or they had a should have simplified the entire second half because it was way too over the top, complicated. It really was. They had like thirty minutes of dating, yeah, winery touring and yeah, party going, yeah. And then the next thirty minutes was her, her ex boyfriend showing up, wanting to re- reconcile. His current slash ex slash current slash ex shows up unannounced as well, yeah. Yeah. And then it's like a wires crossed and a, oh, I'm actually in love with this person who I've been staying with. For literally one week, by the way. (sighs) Half of which they were fighting for. Yeah, it wasn't very good. It was just too much. It was way too much. I enjoyed the first half like you did. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the second half, it was really absolutely horrific. This was like 75-minute film stretched into an hour 50. Absolutely. That's really very accurate. And I really, I, you know, enemies to lovers, I vibe with it. Same. So many, so many different ways to Top do it. Trope. I absolutely agree. This was not it. 
and I wrote specifically because of the second half. The enemies, fine. Oh, yeah. The lovers, bad. The um, my first note. Well, actually, my first note says, "Why the fuck did they have to show us a real live snake in the first minute?" <laughs> um, my second note was realistic depiction of international travel. Love to see it. That's so true. She's getting like her seat kicked and <laughs> yeah, she's losing yeah. her luggage, and it's a whole big thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then my third note, which is yeah. when the story actually happens, yeah, is um. I'm vibing with this because it's an enemies to lovers and it's a really good concept for a meet cute. Yes, I agree. The forced connotation yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of, yeah, I don't know. They embraced it for 45 minutes and then forgot about it. It's really true. And their characterization, I mean, hers was all over the place, but his characterization I felt like was really strong, particularly in the first half and really interesting because it was kind of like, I was like, oh, this is kind of a different main character energy mm-hmm. to what we usually get in these type like in these like Netflix rom-coms. Right. Um in in that he was much more of an un- unapologetic dick than but like also like not it was kind of like fun. He was like a it was very antagonistic, I will say, is what I mean. It wasn't like outright. Like they committed? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. They did commit to it. I have multiple issues with their back and forth fighting. Okay. One is why was he sent to jail? Like, she locked him out of the villa. <laughs> yeah. And he was trying to climb up through the balcony. Yeah. And then fell and got stuck dangling there, and he went to jail for it. Yeah. Is that because the police thought he was breaking in? I think so. That's a lot. <laughs> it really is a lot. I've got to say, she went way too far with everything. Absolutely. See, and she... She sent him to jail. Yeah. And then did she you have triggered the same his problem? allergies. Well, yes, that's my thing. Is my yeah. biggest problem was she nearly she tried to kill a man. She did try to kill the him. First thing, unprompted, <laughs> yeah. they agree to cohabitate, and the Literally. first thing she does, unprompted, is put cat food all in this case olives, which is cat food apparently they love. Uh, he's she finds out he's allergic to cats. She puts cat food all over him while he's sleeping, and then lets in thousands of cats. Yeah, that's dramatic. It's like ten. It was a lot. Um, to eat all over him and trigger his allergy, and I'm like, what if? Yeah. That killed him. <laughs> literally, what if his allergies were, what if? Deadly. What if he's anaphylactic? Literally. Literally. That's a good drag name. Anaphylactic. Anaphalic. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That was really fucked up. And what else was fucked well, up? And it was also unprompted. It like, was unprompted. literally, she was like, oh, we're going to share. He was like, yes, I will let you stay in this villa that well, I Well, she actually, she, um... She she emotionally manipulated him. Do you think she had a fake breakdown? Oh yeah, she. He did was too. like, "No, I'm sorry. You have to go. I've got it until here. I was yeah. first. You need to go." Yeah. And she broke down crying and crying and oh my god, my life's a mess and all this stuff. And he said, oh, "Fuck, I feel bad. Fine, you can stay." Yeah, yeah. And then she like immediately stopped crying. It was all laughy because she was fake crying. Yeah, I, I was wasn't like, really watching that part. An unhealthy relationship. <laughs> well, and then she was like, I'm going to try and get him to leave. I'm going to try and fucking kill him. The girlies are toxic. Literally. I literally. Crazy. Absolutely Also literally because she tried to kill him. And to be honest, the things that he did to her were really not that bad. No. Particularly in comparison. He low-key doxed her, but. When? When he posted all her diary and stuff. That's true. That wasn't good. That was the that, well, that one was really bad. I don't even think that was that bad. I'd be pretty embarrassed if that happened to me. Yeah, but you know no one there. That's also true. Anyway. Um, it's not comparable to being forced to go into jail while you're there on work. Or almost dying. Or almost um, dying. <laughs> I, I, um, I've said this like three times now, but my 
biggest complaint about this movie mm-hmm. was the CGI cats. <laughs> that was so bad. I was so confused because they used yeah. real cats and then they turned them into CGI cats yeah. when they were jumping out the window. Yeah. Like, there was one where they were like sitting in the alleyway, I think. And they as were well. CGI. They were so, it was so bad. And I'm like, why? What? If you had access to 15 cats yeah. to let loose in the apartment, couldn't you have rung a bell or something and they would run through the window or run yeah. off? Yeah. Put some olives outside. Yeah, it didn't make much sense. Man, like. The other thing that really, really stuck with me is that scene um, where after Charlie's girlfriend had shown up and she ran out julie ran out and then they were downstairs kind of like arguing about it and she was like don't call me don't text me or whatever i was like girl you've known this man for two days he hasn't really um, done anything wrong it was was, don't answer my text yeah literally it was so to be fair she was like that made more sense in my head but I agree. They've been known each other for less than a week. Script was not it. The script was not it. Plot no. was fine, but the actual dialogue itself, horrific. And for most part, for like the most part, the movie was relatively grounded. Mm, yes. And the characters were believable. Yeah. And then suddenly the ex-boyfriend who at the beginning of the movie was like this dark, mm. like um, mm. mean guy. Mm. At the end of the movie, he was just this idiot goofball who has no brain. Yeah. Smooth brain energy. Yeah. And then, like, the girlfriend of the guy, the, <laughs> the ex-slash-current girlfriend of the main guy character is, like, literally just playing a Jennifer Coolidge character. Yeah. She was literally just playing this, like, ditzy bimbo that was completely ridiculous. And then completely ridiculous also is the two exes hooking up as well. And well, I'm like, see, I vibe. I liked that. I did too, but they were Until... both so ridiculously over-the-top characters. That's really accurate. And then... Where do they, they don't fit into this narrative. They don't fit into this world. They definitely... Uh, I think it was weird that they tried to stuff that in right at the end. But the other thing about it was <laughs> that they all but told the audience that it wasn't going to work out, that it wasn't a good relationship because they, like, he had earlier in the film she'd been like ew Prosecco and then he ordered them both Prosecco and literally it like zoomed in her face as she went Ugh. that's so funny <laughs> really yeah that's and iconic. then that was the last we saw of them I was like oh I thought they were gonna try and set these two up but now they're not that's it so was funny. so weird it was so that's weird so, funny. so weird so I mean I don't know why I had such high expectations I mean I definitely didn't it I actually didn't. was it honestly it actually exceeded my expectations. Interesting. Because this first half was quite enjoyable um and I quite liked Charlie's character. Mm. But then yeah, second half. Bleh, yeah. Dive bombed. Yeah. It was unfortunate. Mm. Wow. Good talk. If you want to watch a very tropey yes. Uh, enemies to lovers all this all the tropes that you love that everyone loves romance, drama, comedy, watch Partner Track, the TV show Partner Track, also on Netflix. Oh, okay. Starring Arden Cho. Oh, I trust it's her. much better. These two much acting better. bad. It's, Partner Track is essentially a tropey romance fan fiction. Love that. But like, based on one of the good fan fictions. <laughs> you know? Fair, very fair. Also, Arden Cho is very charismatic as the lead and I love it. Fair. Do love that. It's very sweet. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Okay. Well, I would probably not watch Love in the Villa again. No, I wouldn't either. Or if I was, I'd just stop at halfway through. 
Yeah. <laughs> or the secret ex-girlfriend and stuff was not necessary. It was so unnecessary. In fact, if they had have cut her, then they would have had time to focus on the whole ex-boyfriend wanting to reconcile. It's really true. And they could have had the exact same plot in that he realises he wants to fight for the love. Yep. And goes down to see the ex-boyfriend proposing. Yeah. Like, it all could have still happened. That's really true. Minus 10 minutes of screen time. Yeah. Accurate. Very accurate. Very accurate. There were there were little shining moments of hope, like, of, of quality film in there. There was. Like, the dinner scene between the two exes and yeah. them. That was, <laughs> it was cute and funny. It was kind of funny. <laughs> what else? What, the, the breakup scene at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I actually laughed out loud because it was a, it was a good joke and setup. It was the <laughs> he was breaking up with her, and then the waiter comes by and he's like, yeah. "Can I get you guys anything?" And she's like, "He's breaking up with me." And then he just goes, "I'll be back with some breadsticks." That was pretty funny. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. That's just a very good <laughs> yeah. piece of situational comedy. It was very much. You know, I don't know. There's moments like that that I, I did enjoy, but yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. That's not on that. Okay. Wow. Wow. I don't really care if you watch it or not, but be warned. We've warned you. We have warned you. Uh, Okay. Well, shall we wrap up? Two hours. Fuck me. Okay. What the fuck of the week's this week? I will go first as usual. Okay. My what the fuck of the week this week is that reality shows, specifically The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, is really fucking dark at the moment. This season has been so dark. Ugh. And it's made me realize that shows, reality shows in which they deal with real life drama, yeah, and like conflicts, mm-hmm. it's very, very important that there is some kind of comedic relief or tension breaking. Because they essentially they fired, they didn't fire Lisa Vanderpump quit. Oh, and on Beverly Hills, she was basically kind of the comedic relief in the confessionals yeah. and stuff. She always had a zinger, yeah, kind of thing. Um, yeah. And that's not there anymore. And none she, of the wow, other cast she's members. She's been for a really long time. Nine seasons. She was one of the cast members that made it, that had the lighthearted moments and stuff. Mm. I don't know. What I'm saying is the last three seasons have not had really many lighthearted moments. None of the women are really funny enough in confessionals to break the tension or to make us laugh at mm. like a joke or a zinger. Um, the closest we've had is Kathy Hilton being. Like this clueless, ignorant white woman, mm. and like saying silly things, because mm. she is very funny. But it's like that's the only thing. Mm. Um, it's like breaking the tension, and I don't know. It's just not fun to watch. When it's a- so dark. When Olivia and I were watching season two of Beverly Hills, and we got about halfway through season two, and you kind that's when you kind of start to realize that the stuff going on with Taylor is like really serious. Mm. She has like an actual very serious breakdown. Yeah, and Olivia and I looked at each other, and we were like. This is like uncomfortable to watch. This is uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. I am not watching reality TV to see watch someone go through genuine domestic violence. Like yeah. that's not that's not it. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I will say at least those early seasons had some They did. On Drag Race, they call it peaks and valleys. <laughs> you need that you yeah. need that up and down to yeah. be able to stay invested and to not feel overwhelmed. Essentially what's happening is that a lot of the cast is relentlessly bullying one of the housewives to the point that it's like really fucking hard to watch. Yeah. Um, And I I think, I I, I think Bravo and Andy Cohen are getting the hint because this season has just been really fucking dark. 
the fans are not into it. They want half the cast fired. Mm. Lisa Rinna is going on social media tirades, making fun of the fans and uh, all this stuff. One of the housewives, Diana Jenkins, is allegedly a high-profile Hollywood madam for like that like traded girls to Jeff Jeffrey Epstein, allegedly. Don't sue us. She's suing people now that are saying that, so don't sue us. Um, allegedly. I don't think it's true, but that's <laughs> apparently Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Oh, God. Literally said this. Really? Wow. Holy shit. Um, and then Erica Girardi is... Her husband stole money from widows and orphans of a plane crash. And oh, my God. Literally, she shows no remorse. And it's like, well, what about me? My life has fallen apart since this lawsuit. And she's sitting in this big house in the middle of a gated community in Los Angeles with literal Cartier. Oof. It's wild. And then Kyle being Kyle. You know, oh. you've seen Kyle's mean moments? Yeah. It's like a slut pig hiding Brandy's. Yeah. Stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. She's getting she's a bit a like that again. Fucking bitch. And then Dorit is just clueless. They're the ones that are bullying uh, Sutton. Oh. And it's very hard to watch. That's uncomfortable. And Will Smith's ex-wife is on there. Why? She's a friend of Garcelle's. Oh. So she's one of the friends of for the season, along with Kathy Hilton. Right. But and her name's Therese Zampino. And it turns out we can't even enjoy her either because she's defending some of these women who are Oof. being horrible. And, and she literally scams people out of money on Instagram. Oh it's God. iconic. Oh, God. She's like, I, I can guarantee you, she puts these videos on Instagram, they're like, I can guarantee you, God will bless you and all of your prayers will come true if you Venmo me $100. Oh, my God. In today's affirmation. No. Yeah. No. It's like actual like, scamming. It's wild. That's horrific. So I don't think she'll be coming back either. She basically she's out of is the Catholic Church. Literally. Um, <laughs> you will go to heaven if you Give me money, money in the name in of God. Yet. Literally. Anyway. So, yeah. Wow. What's your what the fuck be? It's whoa, nothing compared to that. It doesn't have to be dark. Mine just happened to be dark because the show's dark. No, mine's not dark. It's just a genuine like what the fuck. Yeah, that's what it's meant to be. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, so this week I've been looking. I've been considering what I'm going to do post business. This is about me. This one. And I was looking at doing an MBA, so Master of Business Administration, because I was like, I think I could like management. Basically, an MBA is specifically for like um, executive level management, so C-suite, CEO, COO, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe I should do an MBA. I'll have a look. I went on a few different websites. I go to UQ because I was like, okay, this is easy. Let me just see what they do. So one-year master's, and and. A lot of other universities, an MBA is three years. So at UQ, it's only one year full-time. I was like, interesting. I wonder what the prereqs are. I wonder how much it costs. Right. $80,000 for a one-year master's. I was like, that is more than triple what it cost me to do my bachelor degree. That's extortionate. I immediately clicked out. It's insane for a one-year degree. I was like, that's not, that's not it. That's not, I don't need an MBA. (laughs) That's literally the professor's entire it's salary insane absolutely insane yeah that's weird it's wild truly wild so that's that's my what the fuck why yeah that's wild wild I'm not gonna lie. truly wild i know anyway so yeah that happened to me this week wild mm. yeah okay okay well if you want to follow maddie you can <laughs> <laughs> ah. harness creation on instagram 
TikTok, Facebook, website, harnesscreation.com.au. I also my personal-ish Lady Alice 101, TikTok, Instagram. Yeah, I guess I have a Twitter, YouTube. Yes. Wait. And it's so good. Wait. Your turn. Um, if you want to follow the pod, you can at WTFAH Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Uh-huh. And YouTube. All the links are down below, as usual. Um, if you want to follow me, you can at NIC underscore CG on Twitter or TikTok. And that's it. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks so much for listening, listening to what the fuck is happening in the podcast. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.